Hey friends, thank you so much for tuning in today. This guest of mine today is incredible. She is a stepmom and that's all I saw about her on Instagram was that she was a stepmom and that's what caught my eye. I think she was on the same she she was on the same hashtag as me like a blended family thing. And so she kind of caught my eye because she talks a lot about mental health and self-care, but it's not like the bubble bath kind of healthcare. It's like a different kind of healthcare and so I really was interested in what she was saying and, you know, on, on social media, when you start listening and you start watching, it starts popping up again and again. And so she started popping up a lot for me. Well, I found out today while interviewing her that her story is so interesting because she was married and lost a child and divorced. And right after that remarried to a guy who had his own two natural children and she became a stepmom. Well, right after become a stepmom, those two boys' mother passed away. And so she became a full-time stepmom. And it is so interesting, all of the different ways that parenthood can happen. It's not necessarily, you know, you just go to the hospital and push for a few hours and then you come home with a beautiful baby. It's, it's different for a lot of people. And her story is very different and unique. And so because it's so unique and different, she has had to really step up to the plate and, you know, become this better version of herself. She said she really worked on her self-development, her own personal development, and she wanted to really show up as the fullest version of a stepmom for her boys as she could. And part of that was stepping down and stepping back a little bit. And I know I've found that in my journey as well. So she definitely talks a lot about managing her mental health with daily movement, and she leads other folks doing this as well. So I really love how she chases joy every day, every day, and it's basically in the name of a healthy, joyful life. So you can follow Elena on Instagram at H-E-L-E-N-A dot M-E-T-Z K-E-R. Again, that's H-E-L-E-N-A dot M-E-T-Z K-E-R. And trust me, her gorgeous smile alone will make you have a brighter day. I just like seriously love everything she puts out. But her awareness of how practicing a daily routine with movement and all of that is very inspiring too. And I think it'll speak to you. So give her a follow. And without further ado, let's get to what she has to say. Um, I don't know. I think that to me, it was... Uh, I guess the background story on my life is that one of the main things that was a hard thing to overcome with my ex-husband is that he did not, after we had our, um, our son and we lost him, um, he decided he was, he did not want children. So Mm -hmm. we had had our son and then he, and we lost him. And I know that it's part of his grief process that he was just not ready, but I wasn't in a mind space of help his grief and my grief, which is a whole other story. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, uh, but then what it did do is that once we, he came to the realization, I do not want any more children. I knew I want children. So having the 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 chance to just hear Michael talk about his sons and just how hard he fought to 
have custody of them because we so we talked about a lot of things very fast right so Mm -hmm. within a week we were talking about I wanted to know why the marriages didn't work I don't know if that happens to every step I'm like well was it you what happened there like just trying to understand and he is he was in an open book we we from the beginning said um you have a past you have a history and I want to know that history but I will not judge you based on that history um so that uh would say like unspoken agreement just allowed us to be very open about about everything so I was able to see I'm like a man that is willing to fight um so hard to be a part an active part of his children um that was willing to move from Hawaii because that's when he would He's, he's a veteran. He was stationed in Hawaii and coming back to where we live now in Missouri so that he could really say, I'm going to be here for my children was just what I needed. So not knowing from my sister-in-law, she didn't tell me he had a kid, he had the kids didn't really make much once I heard his passion and his love for his, for his boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that can be kind of one of the most attractive parts about um, a guy is if they are a parent, are they a good parent? And are they a present parent? Do they, you right. know, because parenting isn't just like, you know, a magazine picture. It's hard. And so you got to put in effort. And we know that, I mean, most moms know the kind of effort that you got to put in. But to see a guy that's willing to kind of go the distance on his own is kind of sexy. It is. And you Mm -hmm. don't really get to see beforehand what kind of parent anybody would be. Right. And right. Of course, fast forward, you know, four years into having our own, he is not the same kind of parent. Right. Because you as a parent adopt to whatever situation you're in. So he he was not necessarily the exact same person uh, and he's not the exact same dad to my daughter. Mm-hmm. as he was to his voice, which was, was kind of interesting. I didn't expect that, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. But mm-hmm. but it is different because he's not solo parenting, right? So that in, in many ways. So that changed um, a lot of dynamics on, on how to how to raise our daughter. Um, but but overall just being able to see him and, and see who he who he is as a as a dad was very uh, sex appealing to me. I was like, mm, yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it, it does. And it's, you know, there's a lot of things when you first get together that, you know, it, and then I'm not saying like, oh, romance fate, you know, like I, that's not really what I'm trying to get to, but it is like, it, it is nice to see another, and I appreciate it in my women friends, not that they're like necessarily sexy to me, but it's just something that I really value in other human beings. Like, are you really putting in the effort? Are you reading the books? Are you taking the time? Are you showing up for your kids? Cause it really is an important, you know, big part if you take on the challenge of being a parent. And mm-hmm. I think step parenting particularly is interesting because, you know, I don't know about you, but for me, I, it, it's not been the, um, it's not been a non bumpy road. We definitely have had our bumps along the way, because I was taking on someone else's kid who was a 10 year old that, um, you know, they, they had their own way of parenting her in their house. And then she came and moved into my house 
and I want to make it feel like her house, but then I've already got three other kids living here doing things a certain mm-hmm. way. So trying to blend everyone together. So we're all kind of abiding by the same rules and doing equal chores and getting tucked in in the same way and all of that, like getting equal time was kind of challenging at first. Yeah, that's, that's, that's so, in, that's so interesting because I, I, the more I've heard to so the first few years, actually it wasn't until recently, I didn't really dive into the stepmom community. I, I didn't know. Well, I wasn't a very Instagram active user anyway. So everybody that I knew on social media or that I know on around my circles were not step parents. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I didn't really had uh, a point of reference to understand like, um, you know, like even the word blending, blending your family. Um, right. Part of, of, of our story um, that has this very, to me, it's kind of a unique character that doesn't really happen a lot. And hopefully it wouldn't because I think it's very sad and traumatic for the children. But my, so we, we got married in May and by a few months later, uh, the boy's mom passed away suddenly. Mm. we were out of town we get a phone call from the kids freaking out we go and try to drive back as soon as we can and all of this brought this different reality very fast which Mm. was okay so now the kids are living with you guys all the time so now nobody had a question at that point even though it was 50 50 custody before that that they the boys will go to their dad right so Mm -hmm. so so we we were living in this very small townhouse they had their room but we didn't but they would come every so often and it was just right uh around after the summer in the summer they spent most of the summer with their mom so we'd really hadn't had a lot of let's build a, a stepmom child relationship before right. it became well oh gosh we have to we we have to 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 help like what were we going to do I'm this is it I'm a right mom. and then you're dealing with grieving children which yes. you know a shocking loss like that on top of you know I mean, you're a first time mom, right? So this isn't like a newborn. Yes. That, I mean, everyone complains about newborns, but I mean, the loss of sleep and all of that is one thing, but then there's a whole other thing when you're dealing with kids that are grown, that are, you know, missing their mom. That's really heavy. Exactly. And it, and it wasn't really, so it, I don't know. I really didn't even slow down to think it was just, yeah. you do right so you're doing you're doing you're doing you're doing you're doing you're doing and something that did happen and I don't know if this is very common but I do because I was not a mom myself I mimicked parenting Mm. of my husband like I became the shadow of of his home because I was like well they know their dad so I'm just gonna be the shadow of him Mm-hmm. and follow and follow him on those on those on, on on everything that he thought about parenting and and I didn't really even second thought about it you know is we're a team and I support you and I'm here for you so um what that did though is that after a few years of I I really started to feel like I didn't have a voice that I didn't know 
who, what am I and who am I? And am I really the mom that I thought I would be? Mm-hmm. Um, and part of like, just to be, I don't know, to be a little more specific, it was in, for example, when it came to academics, I would have the kids um, come home and they would do studies and I wanted them to do like these extracurricular activities and these things. And, but I was the fi- the one fighting for it. Right. So the kids starting to really dislike it. And I'm like, well, so why is my, my relationship solely based on me trying to see them as something that must be fixed? You know what I mean? Like, oh, they're broken. So I have to fix it. And I want to make sure that they have, that this doesn't, the, the loss doesn't define them. And, and then you just, you're, you all, I feel like I, I, I fell into a role where I didn't see them. I didn't listen to them. I didn't. And it did lead into three years into our blended family. Once my oldest kid 15 right so he was 11 so he was 15 and he was done he was like just into the teenage year well into his teenage years and he he said I am he was done he was done and uh that was a hard situation for me personally because I thought that everything I was doing was helping right you think that everything you're doing is healing them, that is helping them. Um, and, but once the kids who at that point, I truly think that that was the first time that he truly grieved the loss of the change of the life that he had overnight. Mm-hmm. And it was now that I look back, I, mean, I, think, I think it's amazing how they themselves were like, okay, so I guess this is happening. And they were just going through the motions, like we were going through the motions. And we did, you know, they, they went, we said, we, you got to go to grief, grief, uh, grief counseling. And they went through grief counseling. And we thought, okay, so then now they're good. Like who, who, <laughs> yeah. we didn't know, right? Check the box. Uh, <laughs> like, okay, so we're good. Let's, let's, Let's get you into doing sports. Let's get you into doing these things to keep your mind distracted. And and eventually he was like, I'm done. I just, this is not, this is not where I'm at, where I want. This is not who I am and I don't feel loved. And I'm like, how do you not feel loved, right? Like, how do you not right. look at all of this? And um, and and that was just this this whole new life where then I had to find my voice. I'm like, I have to choose between letting this kid have the things that I think he should have, like be who I think he should be, or really dig deep into becoming somebody that he will come back to once he's out of the house. Because that's, that's, that was my fear. You know, he's just going to leave and never look back. And uh, because of how trapped he felt, inside this bubble that we thought was helping him you know so what things did you do to become a different version of yourself as a stepmom for him I definitely had to fully dive deep into my personal growth um because I was so um uh I was in this 
mindset. Well, I don't know if you, um, now that I, I understand about the Enneagram, I really can see how I was in this stressful mode. I'm an Enneagram seven mm-hmm. and I was in this type one with stress where it was right or wrong, right or wrong, right or wrong. And, but when you have your grieving children, there's no, there's no way that it can be right or wrong. But the only way that I was able to pull myself into a more constructive uh, side where I wasn't feeling so um, suffocated about the life that I had already built, right? I had, uh, we had put ourselves there. So it, it was through kind of isolating and creating time for me, mm-hmm. creating time for myself. And it wasn't by, it wasn't like this, okay, I'm going to do this because I know I'm going to get this. It was just literally somebody messaged me and said, hey, you want to do this, join uh, my fitness accountability group. And I'm like, I don't know what that is, but sure, I need to do something because I, I'm here in the middle of the, of the morning. So, cause I saw this story and it was the middle of the early morning. Cause I, for years I would wake up at like around two or 3 AM. I couldn't go back to sleep. Right. Mm-hmm. So the sleepless and I'm like, I'm just, I gotta do something. I'm going to do something. I need to do something fun. I'm, I am feeling trapped, but I'm not, I'm not going to quit. Right. Mm-hmm. So I started doing that. And then this girl has me, Okay, so, well, um, I want you to now maybe try to share a little more on our uh, on the group. What some of the thoughts that you have? I'm like, I don't know what thoughts I have. This is just a workup. And um, and then she introduced me to podcasts and I had never heard of podcasts either. I'm not American. Right. I'm from Colombia. And um, and there is I just I, I didn't know what a podcast was right so I'm like listening to this uplifting people and I can feel my energy shifting and as my energy shifted uh then I found myself and I gave myself some grace now on the other side I have always growing up I've always trusted that counseling is a necessity in people's lives um now I don't know I've never done it like like all the time counseling it's more like crisis counsel counseling Mm -hmm. so while I was doing this on my own and just trying to find a way something that would give me back some life some some energy some some balance my son was going through counseling and every time that he finished a session the counselor with his permission would kind of just sit there and welcome me into the final part of the session and and talk now the very interesting dynamic there is that my husband was not there mm-hmm. he um even he, he would be at work which is another thing that in our schedules I I'm leading the path because of my flexibility of time right right so I'm taking the kid to counseling and I'm the one talking and I'm like do you want to come and talk or join us in a session and he says no but I know my son is benefiting from this. Right. So it's like this. And then trying really hard once we get out of the session, not to ask him all the questions, right? He already had somebody not to ask my son all the questions. Oh but- my gosh. I've done that too, where I end up like, I'm like, okay, Diana, keep your mouth shut. 
don't badger them, but I just want to know. Like, I just want to know, right? It's like, you just want to pass, pat, press <gasps> the fast forward button and get to the end of the story. Like, so fast forward through all that. And are you okay? And that's just yes. not really how therapy works. I know. And I'm like, here, just like driving and just, so something that I learned uh, about parenting him was, I was like, just but just tell me that you don't want to talk about it and I will respect that. And, and then I had to learn like, okay, so he said, yeah, I don't want to talk about it. I'm like, okay, I respect that. And so as this was happening here, I am. And then it, it, it's, it's been this journey of allowing him to discover himself, allowing him to, to find his voice and then me. And then in that process, uh, my husband was, I, I told him, like, this is the thing, though, like, I've, that's where I found myself and saw, I'm not the mom I would be, I am not the mom that I want to be, because I'm mimicking you. And that's not authentic. Like, it, it, it feels like it's just this, it does not allow me to connect with them the way I want to connect with them. So I'm telling you, this is what I'm doing now. And you need to be okay with it. And he said, okay, I'm going to be okay with it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that, that helped once I started to find what, what, what do I want and what kind of relationship I want to have. And in part of that relationship also meant that I, had, I removed myself as the discipline giver mm-hmm. in our home. Mm-hmm. And I started to see this role of, um, a friend, a friend, because at that point now I had step parent friends. Like it's just, it's that, it's the one thing that at first you don't even know. And then I started looking around and then somebody, and this one friend of mine, who's the mom of my other son, then she's a stepmom as well. Um, and she, but she has her own kid. So her biological kid is my son, my stepson's best friend. But she herself is a stepmom as well. So she just started sharing. She's like, well, you just have to let the dad do the disciplining. I'm like, how do I even do that? I don't know. And I did. I did. And to this day, I think that was the best decision that I did. I just, I get it. It's hard because, you know, and, and, and then the flip side of turning that all over to your husband, if he's gone all day at work, is that, you know, you're living with whatever behavior is going on eight hours of the day while he's gone. And so it's very hard to keep your mouth shut and just to sit there and wait for the husband to come home and do it. But it, it, it makes sense. You know, it is yes. probably a lot better for your stepson and your relationship. Um, I, it did. It did help. Now it's the interesting side of this is that as we were in this process, um, my oldest will does not communicate well with that. So every time that they would, they would be having these discussions, it just adds this extra, um, this extra layer in which I communicate better with him now, because we went through this whole process of therapy, counseling, I got to understand him. And that gave me this this insight of this is how if we want to have an effective communication with him this is how we need to talk to him this is the way that we will we would uh we will 
who would listen to us. Mm-hmm. Now with the other one, I I cannot. I have a hard time with my younger one understanding when he's in crisis, not get take it personally because of some of his behaviors resemble a lot the behaviors of my ex-husband, which is that added notion to parenting that it's you're dealing with your own traumas, right? So mm-hmm. And how do, how they affect you? Like, I wish I could say it doesn't trigger my own trauma. Some of the behaviors that my other stepson has, but he does. And, and I've tried to tell him about it. Like, I don't want you to talk to me this way. I do not want you to. And I, and this is why. And, and I would, you know, walk him to memory line and say, this is, this is how I was made feel for years. And I don't, I'm having a hard time seeing that as anything other than the same thing. So finding that balance. So he, so we, we ended up at the end right now, we pretty much splitting into who, who communicates the hard things to whom. So that helped kind of level off the balance, but it wasn't very intentional. It was just a, a, uh, an interesting dynamic once we we were out of therapy with my oldest one even though we went in it because he was done with me <laughs> he was mm-hmm. done with our family um having that ability to see him through the lens of his trauma not mm-hmm. my trauma and to see him through the lens of how he what he needs rather than what i think he needs right uh was was very very different and uh and then in the process not forgetting about the other kid that was the very mellow, very pacific, very peaceful, very easygoing kid who I now know that he was like that because he just thought this is so complicated. I need to blend in so that I don't add extra stress into this right. very messed up situation. So he and becomes a pacifist and he's he not necessarily did. getting his needs. Exactly. Met. Yeah. So we have it, that in our house too. Yes. <laughs> right it's like the the blended family various traumas that we have that's why I love when you when you uh the your recent podcast about how to even out and I'm like why even out like why does it have to be even right Mm -hmm. it's my first thought but then I'm like oh wait a minute you don't want to leave anybody behind like you don't one focus too hyper focus on the one and then the and then finding a balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the on the surface, it seems like it's just even even on everybody. But I think underneath, uh, once we level off and kind of like let go of that fo- hyper focus on the one and then focus on try to focus on the other, it actually also helped the one that felt like it was he was under a microscope. 24 right. seven, right? Um, yeah, I look at it a lot like leading a team, uh, you know, like as if you were leading a team at work, but, you know, in a loving way at home, hopefully. Um, but that, you know, you're only as strong as your weakest link. So if you see weak, you know, I guess weakness is the way to describe it. But if you see something where someone is falling, like, for instance, um, our daughter who's adopted, she has a really hard time defending herself. She becomes the pacifist in all the things, those little things that happen every single day, like, you know, who gets the better seat in the car or 
who gets to have their way when they share a room and one person wants the fan on and the other. She has a hard time. She just always backs down and says, oh, it's okay. The other person can have their way. But the problem with that behavior is that I feel like as she grows, mm-hmm. you know, and she goes off to college, she's going to have to stand up for herself at some point or else she'll just never have her needs met and she'll turn into that person that, I mean, I, w- I don't know. I would think that she'd become somewhat resentful at some point and it would harm her future, you know, romantic relationships and her future friendships. If she's always the person that is giving up on the things that she wants. Mm -hmm. And so trying to get her to lift, you know, to rise up a little bit in that area and coach her through that. And then on the flip side, we have other children who are somewhat of the, the, the opposite of that. They think that they should always get their way. And so they're like a little bit rougher and then trying to kind of tame them down and sort of shave that off of them a little bit. Although it's hard because I'm like, this other kid is like fiery and spirited and a leader. And, you know, she'll be a great lawyer one day. You know, she really mm-hmm. knows how to get what she wants. So it's sort of just like lifting one up and kind of like, you know, I don't know. It's It's a definitely a balance. And I think one of the things that attracted me so much to what you put out online is that it seems like a lot of the focus and the things that you talk about are about how to keep the mom strong at home, like how to keep your spirits up, how to keep going, because it's so challenging to raise kids from all sorts of different traumas and backgrounds and joys and strengths and weaknesses and to blend all that together. Definitely, because that, um, the, the, um, there's a part of every single stepmom, and it's, it, to, in my eyes, and it's that you must like a challenge. Like, even though they, there's yeah. a lot of, like, memes that say, oh, I didn't know what I signed up for. Believe me, you saw that, and that's a challenge. Like, just knowing that somebody had kids, there's, there's no stepmom that would not have that strength within her to welcome a challenge that's what I think yeah (laughs) and then but in that process you if we let go of that personal growth the 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 diving deep and rooting ourselves in because we're trying to dive into this um scenario where we do not have a defined role and not having that defined role not having that descriptor that 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 really matches up with the complex family dynamics leaves your personal identity shaken Mm -hmm. leaves your self-worth shaken it leaves your um self-confidence shaken because many times your best effort it's either not welcome or it's not the right kind of effort because you don't know the kids it's not uh it it is well it is it, it meets a barrier because of their the kids trauma so so then you you then you question is it me right mm-hmm. Is, is it me the one that is not good enough? Is it me the one that needs to change? And in those, whether we think it or we don't think it, it is reflected in the way we live it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And it like, makes you question. 
It does. So eventually you just feel like, okay, so either I have to fully, I, I really dislike this word, but I guess it's very commonly used in the stepmother world, which is disengage. And I'm sure it has some kind of counseling psychology term, but you either say, um, I'm quitting the family, right? Like I'm quitting, I'm quitting. And I'm going to focus on this one thing, but then you, there's no way you can really focus on the one thing and then, uh, and then not, 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 not thinking about your kids. Like, there's just no way. I don't think yeah, there's any way. Yeah. It's like, it's like this, I've this room, you lock well. something in and you know, there's there. Yeah. It's so, difficult because it's not, it, you know, it's one thing if you're like, okay, I'm, I'm working in this office space and this woman is driving me crazy. And so I'm going to disengage with her when she gets up to get her coffee. I will not get up and go over there and speak with her anymore. I'll take my break at a different time. But when you're talking about a child who like needs love and attention and you're the one that's there home with them all day, you're the one that, you know, needs to check with them to see what they'd like for a snack from the grocery store or whatever. It's really hard to disengage. And also like women, women are loving. And so I think, you know, it would be hard for me to disengage from the neighbor's kids. You know, right. if you see a child who's mm-hmm. in need that you care about, of course you're going to engage with them and try to love them and help them. And so disengaging is difficult, but I think you can disengage on, certain aspects of step parenting. And I have disengaged for instance, as well. My stepdaughter has a really, a huge love of clothes, which drives my husband crazy. Cause he's like, why does she look at clothes online? And I'm like, well, she could sit up there and put on outfits all day long. She could get into fashion, you know, like this could be a job for her someday. And who cares if she never makes money off of it? She enjoys it. You know, I enjoy Mm -hmm. rollerblading. Will I ever make any money off of rollerblading? No, but I do enjoy it. And so as long as it's a pastime that she's enjoying, so kind of talking to him about like the way that that works for her, he goes up there sometimes and her room is just crazy. Like it's crazy. It's a fire hazard in there. And so Mm -hmm. I, her room and she shares a room with my, uh, one of my other daughters, she leaves the mess in the room and it drives him crazy. I have decided to disengage with that. I don't even go down there. It doesn't seem to bother my other daughter, Mia. She doesn't care. She mm-hmm. she just steps over the clothes. Well, my husband last weekend went in there and he was so frustrated. He ended up bagging up two bags of her clothes and taking them. And he felt like that's what he wanted to do. And I, I don't think it's unwarranted. He's asked her many, many times and warned her. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go back. I'm that's so true because that is exactly. Oh, I love how you put it. Like I'm just disengaging exactly, from it. I'm like, I'm I've never thought it. of it that way. Like that's the, what the publication of the word is because I've done the same. I'm like, okay, if this is really a big deal to you, go for it. I don't think it's a big deal. So you go for it. Right. And um, not even the, well, like tomorrow's not my business. No, no, no. But in the, well, I think that's your, your, your bottle and you're choosing to bottle this and I support you, but I I cannot enforce it for you. Right. Now I do value, like, I think that it's important to be organized. I think you're going to have a much better mm -hmm. day. You're going to be able to be able to get the, out the door quicker. If you can find your shoes and your belt, I like to have an organized home. 
So I wouldn't put up with that in any other aspect of my home, but, and I'm glad that he's talking to her about it and working on it with her, but I got a lot of other things on my plate, you know, going yeah. in and bagging up her clothes and having that kind of like passion between her and I is not where I'm, I'm, I'm going to disengage from that kind of example. I, but I, I see that having, mm-hmm. um, for instance, I used to have people, I don't do it anymore because of COVID, but I used to have people that would come into the house and I would do their hair. I was a hairdresser for many years mm-hmm. and making sure that the girls have manners and like look someone in the eye and say, you know, good morning to my friends or whoever's in the house. That's it. I, I won't give up on that. I can't disengage on that because it's important to me that they practice those skills and they're polite and they're kind. And I'll always mm-hmm. engage in coaching them through that kind of behavior. It's important to me. So I guess it just kind of depends on what things in your home are most important to you and what things that you can just like, eh, you know, I don't care. I like that. I like that because it is, it is very true. Cause in that, I remember that there was a period of time when, because when we were struggling with our, with our oldest, the most that I was like, maybe I should just not I should disappear. Like that's, that was my lowest mm-hmm. uh, point of self-esteem was I think that you, they would be better off if I wasn't there. And um, I, even just thinking about it, it really, I did not want to be there again. Like I don't want to be at a point in which I look at them and I feel like their life would be better off without me. Not in the, in the, you know, um, in the, I would end my life type of way, but in the, should I even be part of this family? You know, mm-hmm. like that's the thing about um, our role as a stepmoms is that we do think that in some way um, it's somewhat disposable, right? Like it's, it's optional. Um, but as I heal from that, low and 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 negative self thought talk um i i have come to the realization that that they they need that 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 it is a blessing that i'm in their life and that i am imperfect and that it is okay um and give myself some grace right right yeah because you're doing a really hard thing it is, and, yeah. it is, I mean, for all the mamas out there that have a newborn, it is so hard to have a newborn, but emotionally, you know, to come into a teenager's life who, who's just lost their parent, because I don't know if you realize this about me either, but my stepdaughter's mom passed away, uh, you know, six months before I met her dad. So the mom had had a long-term illness and had been sick for a long time. Mm -hmm. And so to step into that role, and I was stepping in more as like a friend at first and definitely not a disciplinarian, but um, it's hard. It's hard to know what your place is. And it's sometimes it's hard to emotionally connect. And um, I think for my daughter, for my stepdaughter, it was hard to watch her dad fall in love with someone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he'd be really into me, you know, and he, 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 what he was, he is still. And so to have that attention go elsewhere and to have to share him was a, a challenge. And, um, 
yeah, it's step parenting is a really, really challenging kind of touchy subject, but Mm -hmm. I also feel like it's so beautiful too, because it is, this is the way that it was intended. And there are so many different ways that, you know, you can't get enough love for a kid, I feel like. And so whether the mom, you know, whether the, the birth parent is alive and is still a part of their, the stepchild's life and you're balancing that, um, the more adults that can healthfully love a child, support them, cheer them on towards whatever their path is in life, the better. That is, that is, that is, that was the, one of the things that I needed to understand that, um, that it's, it's okay to, I, I wouldn't, I didn't even feel comfortable using the term stepmom. Like that's to refer to myself, right? Mm-hmm. It felt like it was, it was a lower um, title. Um, and, and then once I, I did, I'm like, well, I am, I am your stepmom and mm-hmm. you are my stepchild. And, uh, and I don't need to have the full title of mom to know that, to see what my presence in your life has brought to you, mm-hmm. to see that, uh, that, that you deserve love and that all the hardship and the challenges that you have gone through um, means that you get to have somebody else that gets to love you and gets to look out for you and gets to root for you and that change and shift in mindset has helped my self-esteem, has helped my health, my personal health, um, and my mental health to, to know that it's, it's just one more source of somebody that's going to root for him, that you're going to help them, both of them, um, because they themselves have already endured so many challenges at a very young age. And, and that humbly thought was, was very eye-opening and, and helped a lot. And it helps fuel my self-care, self, uh, self-care practice daily, where I know the more I pour in myself, the more I'm able to, uh, to also take on the, the challenge that already is there. And more as they are older, right? Because our oldest is about... It's a, it's will be a senior, so he's ready making plans of moving out. Like it's just, it's never ending, right? Like the dynamics change as the kids change. Every parent will have mm-hmm. those changes, but then as a step parent, you have the changes of their life stages and wherever you're at in your own blended family. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is amazing because you know, just as soon as you get used to one stage, then it's like, okay, now we're on to the next thing. You know, and you've got to figure out a new way to to deal with whatever the thing is, whether it's a girlfriend or whatever, you know, humans go through stages, becoming sexually Mm -hmm. active, all that kind of stuff. And it's staying in that ready position for when the next stage comes. Yes. And it comes like, let me tell you, it's like overnight, (laughs) the things shift and you're like, Oh my goodness. Okay. Here we go. Yeah. One more curveball. Yep. (laughs) here we go. You, you, you nailed it. And that's parenting in general. But I think with, with step parenting, I don't know. I think, I, I don't know. Do you ever feel pressure? Like, 
okay, we're going to, I have to make sure that I'm trying extra, extra hard. I don't know. Like I try hard with all my kids, but I just, I feel like this extra responsibility to make sure that my stepdaughter understands, you know, that I'm committed to her. I love her. I'm here for her. Um, even though it's, it's, it's prickly, you know, she's, she's not, you know, warm and fuzzy with me a lot. And I do see, I get a ton of warm and fuzzy from my other kiddos. Um, and then you have the, the beautiful, you know, when they're little, little kids, those memories to look back on, but I don't have that with her and she doesn't have that with me either. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of work to, um, keep that, not just keep the bond, but like to form the bond in the first place. It's taken time. It does. And it's, uh, I, I was telling, <laughs> I was telling my, my, my husband the other day, cause our oldest got his first phone that he bought himself and he went and got the, 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 the phone and all of that. And he didn't, we didn't, we were not there with him. But as he is making this and he made the decision about getting this very expensive phone that I'm like, I don't think you should, you can afford it, but he made it. Um, the fact that he was messaging me while he was making the choice that I don't mm -hmm. think was a good choice. And I'm telling him, I don't think you should be like, it was the, I, I, it was the, oh my goodness. He's texting me. Like, I don't know if that, it, it was the, oh, all right. I I can see in those moments that fast forward, you know, five years when he's in college, that he would still message and say, hey, this is going on, right? Mm -hmm. Now, does that happen every day? No, sometimes I don't even know what he's up to all day. So it's not a, it just comes and goes. But when it comes, I, I treasure it. And I know, and it's a confirmation that, okay, okay, we we my goal is it's it, i'm getting there and my goal is that no matter what they know that they can count on me they can lean on me whether i agree or not on what they're doing and that is a practice in which i am a very opinionated person so i'm gonna share my opinion and we've we've been learning how to welcome the other person's opinion without taking it as a personal attack. And that's, that's been a growth part that takes both sides, allowing them to have an opinion and also not take it as a personal attack. Uh, and the more times we've done it, the easier it has become to, to, to be able to have that, that bond that is not just this, oh, fantasy, all, you know, like, um, old what is it called the the um, rose color glasses oh yeah family Seeing right like it's, it's like oh no it's not bad but it is a peaceful all right we're gonna be fine feeling right. and right. that's that's that the more we have those the 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 more it it feels like we're we're good mm -hmm. um and we're going in the in the right direction and we're doing the the right the right things and I, I like feeling that we're doing the, those those good things and that they're still smiling they're still laughing they're still having fun and enjoying 
because of all of that hardship, I, I've, I've, my mission, and you will see it on my social media, is through uh, physical and, and emotional daily self-care to, to find those daily moments of peace. And so that's what I do. I, I guide uh, women mostly women who who want to challenge themselves to make that daily time to find their voice to find balance to find peace and that it is a priority so I help them make it a priority I am very passionate about changing that adjusting that mindset that uh, wellness is a beauty metric you know, mm-hmm. wellness is not a beauty metric. It is actually a mental health benefit. And it's a, it's a hard switch to make because we have so many influences and so many things that tells us otherwise, right, uh, in our culture. But, uh, but what I've seen is that in, with my clients, they get to enjoy that. Like, just see that, hey, all of these very difficult things happen, and you're still making and, and, and finding your you time that will push you through, not because you're dragging yourself into the situation, but because you're, you're strong to hold through and push through, right? Right. Um, and some, like one of, my, one of my favorite clients who's become one of my best friends, she is a foster mom. And through talking with her, I've, I've learned to even identify how, how, how my roles redefine, right? How her roles redefine it in life. And, and that's what I do. So you will, I, I try to, to bring the thought provocative emotions and thinking and feelings, but also the, I'm going to move my body and, try to stop slow down after I move my body and recognize the mind body connection that will push me through the times that things around me are chaos because that chaos is so real and so unexpected that it can truly take a a, a toll on our emotional and mental health so that's what I do (laughs) I don't know if it's too abstract. <laughs> no, not at all. How did you get into doing that? So my my friend, uh, and it's I think it's just all about my friends. So my friend introduced me uh, to the company I work with, and so I am a beach body coach, and um, and over time I had to find a my twist to it, and my twist is that is for my mental and emotional self-care it I, I do not focus on um, nutrition for weight loss I do not focus on uh, workouts to build up lean muscles I work on nutrition so that I can focus on how I'm feeling how I'm feeling my body and workouts so that I can relieve stress so having that different emphasis is it's 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 being what I what I do the most, and that's my personal twist to the to the services I offer. 
Which yeah, I love very... I love that because it's a it's a different way of looking at it. Like it's your end result, your your biggest priority isn't necessarily the physical side of it. Your biggest priority is the mental side of it. Exactly. And those you can get immediate resource. Like literally, mm-hmm. as soon as you're done pushing through this 30 minutes workout and you slow down afterwards because that's the main thing that I encourage my clients to do is to stop afterwards whatever physical movement that you just did slow down and ask yourself how do I feel and connect with your emotions and when you write it down and you type it in and what could have prevented you from doing it today what could have prevented you what what is going on in your life today that this is that this is helping you and having that self that awareness creates self awareness mm-hmm. and and the daily practice of that is what at the end leads you to 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 seeing that everything could be falling apart around you because <laughs> it happens and it feels that way as a, especially in blended families and it is still doesn't shake your identity it is not shaking uh your self-worth and your confidence on on the value that you give to that family the the value that you give to the world that's so cool you know i feel like if i don't have some things set up on a regular basis on a weekly basis i don't ever get around to it and when i don't get around to it my life is not as great as it could be. And that's just, that's a very uneloquent way to say that basically like when I have it scheduled in and when I actually do it, there's such a huge benefit. And I remember hearing, you know, Oh, you you know, if you, you know, if you move your body 20 or 30 minutes a day, you know, it really can make a difference in how you can move, uh, shift your mood. And I've always struggled with moodiness and, you know, not necessarily depression, but just like, eh, I'm just crabby. I'm just mm-hmm, having an okay mm-hmm. day. But you can go from having an okay attitude to having like a really appreciative and love my lifestyle attitude after 30 mm-hmm. minutes of working out for sure. I totally agree. Definitely. And and the and the, the the thing that will really make the difference is to take the time afterwards. And it is we're not talking about an additional 30 minutes. We're talking about two minutes. Mm-hmm. I just did this. Hold on. What does this mean? How mm-hmm. am I feeling? What am I thinking? And that just gives you. Uh, one of my favorite quotes says, our outward success is an expression of our inward growth. Mm. And that, that really, it's like, okay, so what is being manifested starts from within. Mm-hmm. And the more we see it, the more we're going to we're going to we're going to have that value that our personal growth has not because we want to transform who we are we want to change who we are but because we we love so much who we are that we understand that we are these ever changing creatures and growth is part of what will help us um, get that outward success that we're looking for for whatever definition of success we give, right? We mm-hmm. give to success. I love that. Well, I loved hearing so much about your family and your business. And I just really enjoy, I think you're a light and you are one of those people that I always 
I'm like, oh, there she is. You know, this is what <laughs> she's doing today. And I love that because it's so nice. I think that's one of the best things about social media is that you get to connect with people all over the country, all over the world, really, that, um, you know, are you're you're leading by example. And I'm, I'm really proud of what you do with your life. 